Howdy folks, and welcome to the tailgate. For those of you just joining us, we're on a road trip across America to uncover the mysteries behind tall tales, fairy tales, folk tales, fish tales, and urban legends, one interview at a time. We inherited a truck from our late Granny Mae, only to discover that the crystal hanging off the rearview mirror was more than just decorative. It's a dowsing pendulum, leading us to the good folks behind the tales we all grew up with. With that, I'm Harrison the Florida Man. And I'm Aaron the Cheesehead. Today we come to you from the sandy beaches of Tampa Bay, Florida, where the seabirds are only outnumbered by the snowbirds. Well, you're kind of one of them. <laughs> but before we get down to business, what are we drinking today, Cheesehead? Well, today's brewskis are called Invasion Tropical Pale Ale by the Cigar City Brewery, who, by the way, gives a great brewery tour. It's not too spendy either. Well, duly noted. All right, let's see what this is all about. It weighs in at a mild 5% ABV. It's kind of fruity and kind of fun. The type of beer you'd grab on a hot day. Not unlike this one. <clears throat> yeah, ain't terrible. Now, for those of you who don't know, Ybor uh, was a city founded in 1885, precisely 100 years before Back to the Future, by a Spanish cigar manufacturer, Vincent Martinez Ybor. It was annexed by uh, Tampa two years later. Ever since, the historical district's been known as Cigar City, which our brewer of the hour pays tribute. Yeah, and they got other solid beer as well, including the Maduro Brown Ale and the Highlight IPA, which is one of the only IPAs that I care to drink. <laughs> and they have one of the best beer names of all time. Oh, it's hard to top the Invasion Tropical Pale Ale. It's literally named after a pirate invasion. No, not that one. They actually have a beer called the Florida Man. Whoa, and I stand corrected. Oh, hey, speaking of pirate invasions, however, our guest today is right on the nose. Allow me to introduce Florida's very own legendary pirate, and I'm not talking about Jack Sparrow. Ah, hola! Yo soy Jose Gaspar, como sabes? Pasame un cerveza, amigo. Sure thing, amigo. Aquí tienes. Gracias, colejos. Florida, man, you know Spanish? Ah, uh, sí. Hablo poquito. Nice. I only took a little in high school. <laughs> You'll top again. I don't know. I don't know what that word is. It's so cool to actually have a pirate on our show. I, I mean, a, a ghost pirate, anyway. I grew up with stories about you. Ah, no doubt you heard of the tales of my swashbuckling exploits on the high seas, ransoming royalty for treasure beyond your wildest dreams, keeping España in its little cerditos, huh? Um. I mean more like the stories surrounding the actual Gasparilla Pirate Festival. You know, a bunch of boats, beads, boobs, parades, drunken pirates barfing all over the streets. Ah, see, see, I'm usually one of them. One of the boobs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I, I've heard of the Gasparilla Pirate Festival, but why is it called Gasparilla and not Gaspar? Gasparilla. Gasparilla. Well, you see, amigo, I'm a man of many names. Jose Gaspar, last of the Buccaneers, even Ricardo Corazon de Leon. Gasparilla is simply my pirate alias, meaning Gaspar the Outlaw, more or less. Well, and the festival? It sounds like Mardi Gras with the parade, the beads, and uh, what have you. I believe Mardi Gras might have been the inspiration. The Gasparilla Pirate Festival has always been hosted by... Ye majestic crew de Gasparilla. Crew is in their name, after all. Mi festival has been celebrating piracy and plunder as far back as 1904. In fact, La Parada de Pirates has grown into the third largest parade in the New World. 
New World? You mean the United States? Ah, si, si. You must pardon me. Time flies when you're a ghost. If you seek more information on the Gasparilla history, there's an annual exhibition at HB Plant Museum here in Tampa. I actually go there to haunt sometimes so I don't forget my own history. Otherwise, I may fade into obscurity. Rather sad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sounds pretty rough. Uh, how about we save you a trip to the museum and uh, talk about your past here and now? I mean, if you're up for it. Yeah, we've gotten ahead of ourselves talking about modern festivals and Augusta Gaspar. Well, tell us more about Jose Gaspar the man, the legend. Hmm. My story begins in La Ciudad de Sevilla, in España, in the year 1756. I was a rapscallion of a lad, <laughs> always getting into trouble with the law. Ah, the hijinks of youth. What'd they get you for? Underage drinking? Stealing baked goodies? Streaking? See, si, see, si, see, si, all of those things, and you know, kidnapping a 12-year-old hija and holding her for ransom. What? <laughs> Jesus, you kidnapped a 12-year-old? Only to trade her for mucho dinero, amigo. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes it all better. Uh, how'd that work out for you? I'm muy mal. My options were prison or enrollment in the Spanish Navy. I'm assuming you took the latter. See, si, see, si. I have written many letters in my time. I think he meant latter. Oh, yes, I climbed many ladders also. The ladders of success, ladders on the ships, you know. Oh, but let me continue. I joined the Navy. Started off as a mere Navy officer, rose to lieutenant, then capitan, and finally, admiral of the Atlantic Fleet. Pretty impressive. No wonder your sea prowess is so widely revered. See, by 27, I was such an asset to the Spanish Navy that I was assigned to accompany the court of Carlos III in 1782. Then they caught me. Ah, uh, let me guess. Stealing royal jewels? Ah, if only it was so simple as jewels, but, uh, alas... I stole the heart of the king's daughter-in-law. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm guessing the king didn't take a liking to you? El Rey? No, no, no. You got it all wrong, Colejo. He loved me. Mucho amor. And he took no issue with me stealing his daughter's tender young heart. He did seem to take issue, however, when I stole the tender young hearts of several other women. Ah, yeah, that'll do it, all right. So what happened next? What happened next, when I took my first real steps towards becoming the infamous pirate standing before you today, well, floating before you today, <laughs> the broken-hearted daughter-in-law and Prime Minister framed me for stealing the crown jewels. So facing almost certain death, I commandeered El Florida Blanca and sailed to Captiva Island, Florida, and I made my choice. Voy a mi bola. Yeah, well, it looks like you got off scot-free. Um, not so much, I'm afraid. They burned me casa to the ground and murdered me mama y mi hijo pequeño. Yikes. With nothing left to lose, I vowed to have my revenge, and thus, Gasparilla was born. Over the next four decades, I stalked the Atlantic coast of the New World in the Caribbean, plundering over 300 ships, slaughtering all of them, no mercy. Oof, you butchered every last one of them? Well, there's always exceptions, of course. The attractive ladies... Yeah, well, naturally. As well as wealthy individuals worthy of ransom. And so my exploits continued. For a brief time. I even partnered with notorious buccaneer, Jean Lafitte. Sounds like you lived one hell of a life. But all good things must come to an end. And uh, I reckon this ghost of yours ain't a product of natural causes. Ah, aye. Muchos años had passed since life began on the high seas. I had changed a lot, and so had Florida. From España to Bretaña, 
from Bretaña to Estados Unidos. Oy. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Florida's history, it's been owned more times than me and an FPS. FPS? New kind of ship? Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, by 1821, I was planning my retirement. Seeing a barco britannico gordo, I could not help myself and embarked on one last raid. The Union Jack was lowered and replaced by a U.S. flag. Ugh, useless U.S. flag. It was a trap, <laughs> alas. I, a once mighty pirate captain, had become like Icarus, flying too close to the sun. Ah, the U.S. nabbed you, huh? See, si, see, si. I was greatly and thoroughly... Uh, nabbed, as you say. With nothing but death standing before me, I tied an anchor to my waist and shouted, Casparilla muere por su propia mano! No, del enemigo. Casparilla dies by his own hand, not the enemy's. And so I leaped into the cold depths of the sea with my cutlass raised to the heavens. They hung my crew in New Orleans. <laughs> hey, we're actually heading there soon. You want me to pass anything on to your fallen brethren? No, 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 no need. For my best men were not cut down aboard El Florida Blanca that day, as they were left ashore to bury my treasure, should death ever befall me. <laughs> Sorry. I just love it. Like, like, just tacked up. Where are they home? I New Orleans. Sorry. <clears throat> you don't happen to recall where exactly they buried the treasure of yours, do you? Perhaps. Maybe Peace River. Some swamp. You know say. I wasn't there. <laughs> I can see now my research indicates a curse where if you stand alone on a deck in Tampa Bay, the ghost of Gaspar will seize you, tie you an anchor to your waist, and vanish with you into the deep blue sea. Is this true? I mean, yes, I can see you. Oh. Okay, okay, I'm going to take a step back here. <laughs> Perhaps, uh... Once upon a time, but I'm a changed ghost. No longer a spirit of vengeance, but a spirit of festivity, celebration, companionship, and of course, aha, drinks. A spirit of spirits, one might say. <laughs> That's my kind of spirit. See, si. Al guariente, amigo. Uh, See, si, for sure. Uh, look, now, you left quite the legacy, Mr. Gaspar, but uh, how do your exploits hold up against history? Now, now, I actually wrote a senior thesis on the legend of Jose Gaspar during my history undergrad. I checked out primary and secondary sources, and, and I gotta say, there's little to no historical evidence to, to back up your legend. There was no Jose Gaspar written in Spanish, English, or American naval logs, at least at the time. Uh, nor is there any real evidence of your piracy. Well, what do you say to that? Interesting. So, uh, Mr. Gaspar, you are real. You're right here, a genuine pirate ghost. How can it be that your legend doesn't hold up? How do you take to your legend being discredited? I told you, I left no survivors. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, okay. You're checked. That's fair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. And come with us next weekend when we're... <laughs> <laughs> the criticisms are fair, no, amigo. Okay, Jose Gaspar is as real as the barnacles on mi culo. Gross. Yeah. We can even agree that my name has been assumed. What's in a name anyway? You see, after the first, eh, ciento years or so, wandering as a spirit, you begin to lose touch of what was real, what was embellished, what we just made up. Fact and fiction become one and the same. 
There's always a grain of sand before the pearl, they say. Many a fish tale has been spoken in my wake, but likely based on whoever I was before fantasy grew into fact in the minds of the populace. Now, that actually makes a lot of sense. So you're more or less the idea of Jose Gaspar. Como que? Go, como que? Ay, colejo. Actually, the name of Jose Gaspar only first went into ink at the very beginning of the 20th century. My stories were originally printed as part of an advertising campaign promoting Charlotte Harbor and Northern Railroad Company. Brochures of my adventures were given to the travelers using the plant system railroad and Boca Grande Hotel. Seems like your stories spread like wildfire from there, because Gasparilla Pirate Festival was only born some short years after the publications. <laughs> That's tourism for you. Aye, and despite my dubious authenticity, locals and tourists were so taken to the tales that some unfortunate historians unwittingly took it as fact. One such historian was Francis B.C. Bradley from Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, I heard of that guy. Francis, he weren't a stranger to swashbuckling stories. His great-grandfather was uh, Josiah Bradley, an American privateer during the War of 1812. Exacto. Upon Francis's 1923 publication of Piracy in the West Indies and its Suppression, he mentioned me, and thus my legend was accidentally legitimized. Now that's pretty crazy stuff. One aspect about the original brochure bearing your name was the image they used. I'm muy guapo, see? Si? Handsome, yes, but uh, less a devil and more just a modified image of Van Gogh's self-portrait. I mean, just look at it. I mean, you'd think if they were really trying to sell you as a legitimate pirate, they may have thought twice about trying to pass off your face as one of the most widely recognizable and influential self-portraits of all time. Aye, but the plot worked, no? Tourists lapped it up like un gato con leche. Also, both my ears. <laughs> this is... Uh, that also checks. Oh, this has been enlightening. I, I love your level of transparency, no pun intended, in relation to all the fantastical stories surrounding you. Ah, encantada. Uh, anything you want to say to the listeners before you go? Si, si. Al guardiente es lo mejor. Also, remember... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what these words mean. Also, Kulejos, remember, muere por tu propia mano, no por el enemigo. Salud. Ah, words to live by or die by. Well, feel free to shoot us an email at thetailgatepodcast at gmail.com and uh, follow us on Instagram at thetailgatepodcast. Go figure. For photos, cast info, updates, and more, including the photos we uh, discussed earlier in the program. And if you like what you heard, consider subscribing. And be sure to tune in again in two weeks for our next episode. See you later, tailgaters. Saludos, amigos. Adios. Thank you all for joining us on our latest episode of the Tailgate Podcast. Jose Gaspar is played by Greg Hernandez. Check him out on Instagram at vmpphoto and www.vmpphoto.com if you need some photos done or photography lessons. He'll always help you look your best. Aaron the Cheesehead is played by Aaron Sherry. 
You can check him out on his YouTube channel, So Can You, and on Instagram at Aaron Unabridged. Harrison the Florida Man is played by Harrison Foreman. You can occasionally check him out of jail, if you've got the bail money. Theme song is performed by Matt Jones. This episode is written by Harrison Foreman and edited by Aaron Sherry. <laughs>